0: Well, we're going to continue our amazing series that we've been having, The Fruit of the Spirit. We've been learning some wonderful things and some amazing things. And I pray and I believe that tonight is going to be no different. Tonight, we're going to believe that that God's going to speak to us, that he's going to give us insight and understanding regarding these these things that we're going to be talking about. The Fruit of the Spirit. And I want to share a scripture out of Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 22 and 23. And then we're going to jump over to John 16, and that scripture will be on the screen. But just talking about our series of Fruit of the Spirit, I just want to a, a recap here uh, off what it's based off of. So Galatians 5, and 23, the Bible says this. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Praise God. And, and uh, I love how Pastor Richard uh, explained it uh, early on that it's not the fruits of the Spirit, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And what this does, I know it's talking about different traits there. There are more than one. But what this does is it, it tells us that we should all have each and every one of these aspects at work in our lives because if it was the fruits of the spirit, right, we can pick and choose as we like, right? We could say, well, uh, I, I'll, I'll take a little bit of, of peace because everyone wants peace in what they're going through. Um, kindness, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like being kind all the time. Uh, self-control, I don't know, right? So we may, uh, our carnal nature may want to pick and choose these various traits, but because it says the fruit of the spirit, this is something that should be at work in every one of our lives, each and every one of these aspects, self-control, yes, kindness when that person is rude to you, yes, patience, yes, peace, yes, all these things should be yes and amen in our lives. And the Bible says there, there is no law against these things. Now as tonight, what we're going to be tackling is we're going to be talking about peace and patience, peace and patience. And I believe that we're going to learn some wonderful things tonight regarding these two traits: peace. In patience. So out of John 16, 33, the Bible says this. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. And this is Jesus talking here. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if we broke this scripture down and if we broke it apart, we may have loved for it to end after that first part where he says, "I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. I'll take that all day long." But then he goes on to say, he says, "Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows." Bummer. Trials and sorrows. Who wants trials? in sorrows but God doesn't leave us there. He didn't he didn't end there. He added something else. He says, "But take heart because I have overcome the world." And tonight because of what Jesus did for us, you and I can have peace and patience in any situation that we're going through. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how bad that situation is. You name it, God has peace for that situation. As bad as it is, and I know we go through some difficult things and trials and circumstances, 2020 has been full of them, hasn't it? Goodness gracious. 2020 has been full of so many things, but even in this, God has peace for your heart and for my heart. Whatever you're going through tonight, God has peace for that situation. God will give you victory, joy, and peace and patience in that situation. Thank you, Jesus. Now, a couple of things regarding patience, and I'm laying the groundwork here because I only have two points. It's going to be peace and patience, and we're going to break these things apart. But we have to understand that patience gives way to peace. See, all these things are intertwined and, and And they work together. So patience gives way to peace. If you're patient, you're going to have peace. If you're patient there at that appointment or you're having to wait on something, if you have patience, you're going to have peace. And peace gives way to patience. If you have the peace of God working in your life, you understand that he's sovereign and he's at work and he's faithful. So whatever situation you're going through, you have peace about it. You're going to have patience. You're going to be able to ride it out in Jesus' name, and and see God work powerfully. Now, I want to share a quote with you. It says, patience is not the ability to wait, but it's how you act while you're waiting. Isn't that the truth tonight? Right? Because if you have an appointment, you have to wait an hour. No matter what, that hour is going to go by. No matter what, you're not getting in to see the doctor, or you're not getting into that appointment for one hour. So no matter what, that hour is going to go by. But how are you and I going to act in that hour? Are we going to be pace, patient? Are we going to have peace? Are we going to be grinding our teeth? Are we going to be saying all kinds of evil and hurtful things to whoever it is? We're all going to have to wait sometimes, but how do you act while you're waiting? And there's, there's something I think of when, when, I, when I read this. I think of the movie Toy Story. I think of Buzz Lightyear, and you remember that scene in the first Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear, uh, he's he's, uh, amazing to all the other toys because he's flying around in that room, but he's bouncing off this thing and that thing, and everyone's saying, you're flying, you're flying. What does he say? He said, that's not flying. That's falling with style. Isn't that what he says? And that's what patience is. Patience is waiting with style, giving purpose to that situation and that trial that you're going through. Giving legs of purpose to that situation. That's what patience is. There's purpose to your waiting. It's not empty. It's not void. You know that God will work all things out for your good, for your good, and even in that situation. So the definition of peace peace, as we get into this is freedom from disturbance. And we talk about patience. Patience is a capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset praise God so God's going to help us tonight so let's first look at peace in our text John 16 33 Jesus says I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials but take heart because I have overcome the world now what's beautiful about talking about peace is a peace that you and I have is God-given it's a God-given peace it's not a worldly peace because a worldly peace, the peace of this world, will just be there when the situations are going our way. Isn't that right? When things are going good, then we'll have peace. That's, that's the world's peace. When there's money in the bank account, when everything is adding up, when your children are acting the way you want them to act, amen, when your boss, your employer is, is treating you right, when the relationships in your life, when everyone's treating you right, then it's easy to be peaceful in those situations. And that's the world's peace. It's conditional. But as we talk about godly peace, this is divine peace that no matter the situation, whether you're up on the mountaintop and everything's going great, or whether you're in the the lowest of low valleys, God will give you that peace so that you can be patient, that you can see God's will happening, even in that dire situation. And I'll tell you what, I know we go through some difficult times. We've been through some hardships and and, and difficulties, but you, that each and every one of us could have God's peace in that situation. And as I said in the beginning, whatever the trial is, you name it, God has peace for it. It doesn't matter how bad or how hurtful it is. God's Divine peace will be there for you and I. Why? Because it's God-given and because he loves us. Do you receive that tonight? Our peace is God-given. John 14, 27. Jesus says this. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind in heart. This is God's word for each and every believer. You have peace in you. You You have peace working in you already. You have it. The devil just tries to lie to us, and he tries to, to, to distract us, and he tries to, to cause us to lose focus on God and the peace that we have. And look at the situation all around us. But Jesus says, I'm leaving you with the gift. You have that gift inside of you already. You have that peace. You just have to stand on it. You have to trust God for that peace. Peace of mind and heart. The peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, he says. So don't be troubled or afraid. So the the peace that you and I have is God-given church. You have to believe that. That's the first thing that I want to share is the peace that we have is God-given. And next, the peace that we have, you won't always understand it. You won't always understand how God is going to give you peace or how he can possibly Cause you to walk through that situation with the peace of God. But we don't have to understand it. Can you say amen? It's okay. We don't have to understand how God does what he does. He's God. That is his way. That is his business. You and I are just the blessed recipients of his grace, of his peace, of his joy, and of his love. We don't have to understand it. But you'll know in faith that you have the peace of God and you will feel it in your situation. You will sense it and you will see it in your situation. And it's going to blow your mind because you're going to be walking, as the Bible says, in the valley of the shadow of death, and you'll still have peace. How could that be? I don't know how that can be. I just know it's God. I know it's God. So, so fear not, fret not. When you're going through those times, know that God's peace will be there for you. His peace will be there for you each and every step of the way. However bad the situation is, God's peace will be there for you. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 here. Don't worry about anything. Man, that's a strong statement for this day and age. Can you say amen? But God's word is not outdated at all. God's word is contemporary. It's it's meant for today. It's meant for this year. He says don't worry about anything. And sometimes we want to tell God, don't you see what's on the news on channel 7, Lord? Don't you see what they're talking about? Don't you see what the headlines are each and every day. He still says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. He gives us instruction. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Some of you have to thank God for your situation. You have to thank God for where you are right now. It may not be exactly where you want to be, but you have to thank God for for what he's doing in your life, for what he's given you and I. God's blessed us. Man, oh man, God has kept us. He's blessed us. He's given us so much. We have his grace and his power and his love. We have everything that we need. It says, thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Amen. We can quickly go over that scripture, the beginning of verse 7. But it says then, there's one word that's so powerful there. It says, then you will experience God's peace. There's cause and effect here. If we do these things, if we tell God what we need, if we thank him for all he has done, if we pray about everything, the Bible says in the beginning of verse 7, then you will experience God's peace. If you're in a place and you're having trouble experiencing his, his peace, perhaps you're not praying about it. Perhaps you're not telling God what you need. Perhaps you're not thanking him for what he's done and what he's already done in your life. So we have to look at this passage because we're promised here as we do these things, we'll experience God's peace, which, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So you don't have to understand it. We don't have to understand but uh, understand it, but we know it's at work in our life, and it's there for us, the peace of God. Yes. Praise God. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians 3.15. The Bible says this. It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Again, there's thankful being brought out. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. We have to let the peace of God rule in our hearts. In that situation, let that be on top. Let that be what is on top of your heart, that peace of God. Let it rule you. Let it rule you throughout the day. Let it rule in your hearts throughout the day. And sometimes trials come out of left field. Occasionally, we're able to see it coming, and we're able to get ready for it, right? But sometimes these trials and these circumstances will come out of left field. And in those times, you let the peace of God rule in your heart because there are other things That want to rule in your heart. There are bad things that want to rule in your heart throughout the day. During trials and during hard uh, situations and circumstances. Perhaps one of them is anxiety. Anxiety would love to just rule your heart and your life. That constant worry about your situation. What's going to happen? How's it going to turn out? What are they going to say? What's going to happen with this? Or what's going to happen with that? Anxiety rules many people's hearts. Doubt rules many people's hearts. Worry, bitterness, rules many many people's hearts. Criticism, See, what happens when we're going through trials and we're going through situations, if we're not careful and we're not staying close to Christ and we're not walking close to him and and continually seeking him and letting his peace rule in our hearts, what happens is we could turn into these things. We could allow these things to take place in our hearts and we could give way to anxiety as constant worry. We could start to doubt the promises of God. We could become bitter in our situation. Why? Because we see other people doing better than us. It seems like they're doing so much better, and they're so much farther along than we are, and we start to get bitter at what God's doing in other people's lives, and we become critical of others. See, if we don't let the peace of God rule in our heart, these things will will begin to take place in our lives, and God doesn't want that for us. God wants you to have peace. It's God's will for you to have peace in your situation, in your circumstance, and in your your day-to-day life. So the question is, what rules your heart? What rules my heart? In your trial, in your hardships, what is ruling your heart? Peace will protect you from trouble and fear. John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift. Again, peace of mind in heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Don't be troubled or afraid. And what this tells me is, I read this passage and how I understand this passage is that as I have the peace of God in my life, peace of mind and heart, that it combats trouble and fear in my life. I don't have to be troubled and afraid. Why? Because I have the peace of God. The peace of God will overtake that worldly trouble and that worldly fear. You have to understand that. If you have the peace of God, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be troubled. And sometimes we can, we can go through life and we have sleepless nights because we're worrying about things that it's God's business to worry about. Now, God has called you and I to be responsible with what he's given us to be wise stewards. He's given given us power to to go throughout our day-to-day life and and to, to be responsible with the things that we could be responsible for. But there are many things that we face that are simply out of our hands. And those are the things that sometimes we step into God's territory and we start to try to carry these things where God says, it's not, it's not for, for, for you to carry this. That's my will. That's, that's my job. It's, the battle is mine. I've called you to be responsible and to do what you have to do here, but this, you have to give it to me. Yeah. And what are those things? Those are those things that, that we can't control, those things that we have no power of. We worry so much about our loved ones, and, and, and our heart bleeds and our heart breaks for our loved ones. But can I tell you, you can't change your loved one. You can't change their heart. They have free will. You can't change them. As, as much as we would like to change them, as much as we would like to mold them, what does God say? He says, I am the potter, you are the clay. He doesn't call each and any one of us potters. That's not our business. It's not our job. gods That's God's business. That's God's will, and that's what God we have to give them up to Jesus we love them and yes it hurts but we have to give them up to Jesus because he could take care of them so much better than you and I can we function in the physical realm physically when we're around them we could we can encourage them we could talk to them but what about those times when you're not around them We have to trust and we have peace that the Holy Spirit's working through our prayers for them. The Holy Spirit's working. He's working in their heart. He knows them so much better than we do. He knows your children, our children so much better than we do. He knows how to work on our loved ones, praise God. And lastly, about peace, it'll keep you. Isaiah chapter 26, verse three and four. The Bible says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Praise God. I'll read the first part one more time. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust you. Do you trust God tonight? Do you trust God tonight? Yes. Yes. Amen. We trust God. If we say we trust God, if we believe in this and we trust God, the Bible says, and it's your promise, that you will be kept in perfect peace. Peace will keep you. It'll keep you from from going overboard. It'll it'll keep you from going crazy in that situation. It'll keep you together. It'll keep your mind intact and and where it needs to be fixed on Christ. Peace will keep you. If we trust in him and we trust in what he says, the peace of God will keep us. Praise God. Now as we transition over to patience, again, these, these things work in tandem. They work hand in hand. So as we are allowing peace to work in our life, we're going to be more patient people. Amen. Now, the Bible says in Romans 12, 12, it says, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. Now, I I started this sermon off with peace because I think many times peace is something that is more favorable to us, right? We pray about peace. Oh, God, give me peace. Give me peace in this situation, right? That's something that, that we all want. But want. But when we start to talk about patience, it gets a little dicey. Why? Because you and I have a big part to play in being patient. What does that mean? That, that we're going to have to go through some things sometimes. Now, in this very passage here, it says, be patient in trouble. It doesn't say just be patient. It says be patient in trouble. And I'll tell you that our patience is manifested manifested, and it works and it's manifested when we're going through trouble and when we're going through hardships. Can you say amen? You may say that I'm the most patient person, but let's see what happens when your kids start acting up. Can you say amen? You may say I'm the most patient person, but this patience is manifested when we're going through struggles, when we're going through trials. So if you want to know how patient you are, think of your last trial that you went through and how did you act? How did you come out of it? I think of of my life and part of our our wonderful testimony and what God's done in in our family and the blessings of our children that we were waiting for for so long, for eight, eight and a half long years, we were waiting and we were believing God for children, right? And and the years would go by, uh, you, you know, this year would go by, that year, and it would just continually, time would pass and we had not yet received our promise, and in the beginning, as I talked about giving purpose to your trial, when you're patient in Christ and when you constantly look to him and you proclaim and you declare that, God, I'm waiting for this thing, and I know that you're going to bless me, I know that you're going to do it, and in, in, in peace, I'm going to wait and I'm going to be patient. What that does is, again, it gives purpose to your trial. I'll tell you what, there were hard days, there were hard years, hard times would come. But we had to hold on to the promise. The scriptures that God gave us first and foremost. But the encouraging words that our brothers and sisters would give us. Those that were praying for us. That were partnering with us in prayer. Man, I'll tell you what. That just put wind in our sails. That gave us so much strength, encouragement, and power to walk through this situation. See, with that, we were able to be patient because we had the peace of God. And if I could just say for a minute, minute, don't underestimate the power of an encouraging word that you you can give somebody. That can save someone's life. That will keep someone in the kingdom of God going forward in the kingdom of God. Don't underestimate if there's a small voice urging on your heart to give someone an encouraging word, perhaps a text or a phone call that'll push them forward, man. That is just what they need. So as as the Holy Spirit reveals these things to us, please don't drown out that voice of the Holy Spirit because you could be saving someone's destiny right then and there. Patience. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Patience, and the topic of patience is challenging because it has to do with waiting and endurance and things that... Don't come natural to us. Things that the flesh does not like. The flesh doesn't like to wait. Right? Some of you, your phone has slowed down just a bit, and here we are at Christmas time, and you're starting to put that on on Santa, on your wish list for Santa. That, I need a new phone. Why? Because it's just gotten a little bit slow. Does it still work? Yes, it still works. Does it still take pictures? Yes, it does. It does all these things, but it's slowed down a little bit. See, we don't like to wait. We like things right now. We like things to happen quickly. But patience, patience is something we have to allow to work in our lives. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, oh man, there it is, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Isn't that a good scripture tonight? That is a good scripture, be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. I'll tell you why this is a beautiful scripture. One, because it encourages me to make allowance for others' trespasses or faults. But it also encourages you to make allowance for my troubles and faults. Husband and wife, this is a great scripture for you both, right? This is a great scripture. Why? Because it it, it goes back and forth. God tells us to be patient. Patient with one another. But God's also telling your brother or your sister to be patient with you. And God help them because they need a lot of patience when they deal with us. Can you say amen? Amen. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Patience is a much-needed trait in this day and age, in this world. There at your job, patience is a much-needed trait. God will bless you. God will help you to shine. As you allow patience to work in your life, you are going to become the go-to person that people seek after. Why? Because you allow patience to work in your life. This is priceless. When others are quarreling uh, quarreling, and when others are fighting and you're able to calm that and you're you're gifted with that and you're allowing this patience to work in your life, the Bible says that you'll be blessed. But the one who is patient calms a quarrel. The next time you're in a disagreement or an argument, let patience work. We could be so hard-pressed to have the last word, right? We have to tell them. We have to speak our mind. They have to know where I'm coming from. Well, not always. Sometimes you're able to be patient. Sometimes you're able to just be peaceful, and God will bring, bring peace in that situation. Our last scripture here as we talk about patience is First 1 Timothy 1.16. And as our worship team, if they could please make their way up. First 1 Timothy 1.16. But God had mercy on me, so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Now, you and I were the worst sinners. But we are the recipients of godly grace, of godly love. We're the recipients of God's mercy. And we experience his patience each and every day. Now, we might think that before Christ, you know, God was patient with us and, and before we even knew him. Yes, and that's true. God was patient with us up until you got saved. And now we think sometimes it just just had to do with our before Christ life. But I'll tell you what, each and every day God is being patient with us. Can you say amen? There are those things that God is trying to work out in our lives, those issues, those, 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 those flaws that he's trying to work out in our lives. Each and every day God is being patient with you and I. That's why we're still here. That's why he hasn't struck us down. He loves us. He's still working on us. We are a work in progress. Can you say amen? We're the the recipients of divine patience. And yes, while we were the worst sinners, he was patient with us. And what does this tell us, church? That as he was patient with us, I think we could do a little bit of a better job, and I'm speaking for myself and for all of us, a little bit better being patient with others. Your coworker, man, that coworker that just gets under your skin each and every day, or your boss, perhaps, or or that, that that fellow student at your school, or that family member, whoever it is, with God's help, we could be a little bit more patient. And as we honor God in that. There's victory in two ways. One, we're going to become more patient Christians, and we're going to reflect Christ more to the world because we're patient. But God's going to work and bless that situation. God's going to work with that person. So peace in patience. The truth is that we all go through struggles in this life, but with God's peace and patience, we'll be able to endure Thank you, Jesus. If we could bow our heads tonight, we're going we're to pray.